0: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. From the small towns to the big cities, we bring you the stories that matter. This is. This is.
1: This is. is The Our American Stories Podcast. This is Lee Habib, the host of the Our American Stories podcast. Today's story is about an Australian's love for the American chicken wing. We love producing these stories and bringing them to you from our team. They work hard day in and day out to bring you stories from the people that you don't often get to hear from, but that you should. And if you'd like to support us in all that we do here, visit OurAmericanStories.com. Click on the donate button and become a part of all that's going on here. The American people are the star of this show. America itself is the star of Our American Stories, and we appreciate both one-time gifts and monthly donations to keep our positive stories about a good and great country going. It's for you and through you that we tell these stories, because it's you, the American people, again, who are the star of this show. And now, Monty brings us the story of how Colin Bettles found his passion for wings in upstate New York and took it with him all the way to Sydney, Australia.
2: My name's Colin Bettles. I'm 50 years old, and currently I live in Sydney, Australia, which is uh, on the other side of the country, about 4,000 kilometres or 2,500 miles away. From where I uh, grew up in Perth, at age 20 in 1990, I set off from Perth for a working holiday in the United Kingdom. I found my way uh, to be working in a bar in the London suburb of Kensington, um, where I worked in between playing cricket for the uh, London Theatres Cricket Club, uh, among others. And in that bar, we mingled with students from all over the world, and you know we gained a different tuition on on. Uh, each other's worlds over a few beverages at the bar of course and um, during this time I made some very good friends so um, I didn't have any great conviction about where I was going to travel to while I was on my working holiday and so I decided to go to the US and visit some of these friends that I'd made while working in the bar and my first stop was to stay with a guy named James who I'd met who was attending a place called Colgate University in a small college town called Hamilton in upstate New York. James lived across the road from a place called the Old Pizza Pub. Now, my very first uh, night that I stayed, um, they treated me to buffalo wings from there, and I'd never had them before in my life. Uh, in fact, I'd never even heard of them before, and they didn't have to do much to convince me to, to try them. And as they say, it was uh, love at first bite. I was hooked on this new taste sensation straight away. What I remember most about that first time experience was the tenderness of the chicken uh, that fell off the bone. It uh, didn't require or virtually required no chewing of the chicken meat. And then of course the um, tangy, hot flavor sensation that uh, exploded in my mouth. And the blue cheese dip, I always remember just how smooth and creamy that was and how it complemented the hotness of the wings and enhanced the flavour. And basically that's where my uh, love affair with buffalo wings started and it continues to this day. My most memorable experience with a wing, well as they say there's nothing like the first time so I I think that first night um, with James and his college buddies eating wings for the first time at the farmhouse remains uh, my greatest and most lasting memory. But uh, I also have another strong memory um, that always brings a smile to my face, and that's actually an evening spent out with some of those Colgate Uni friends, James and Jeff, Charles and Fran, in New York City in 1992 for my 22nd birthday. And we stumbled upon a place by accident. I can't recall its name. In fact, there's quite a bit about the evening I can't recall. But this was a typical New York City dive bar. While it was a dive bar, the upside was that they served these wings And these wings were ranked on a scale according to their degree of hotness. Let's call it the chili factor. And the serving at the top of this heat list was called the Chernobyl wing. And it was a huge sized wing and they only allowed them to be served one at a time. Now this uh, serving restriction, I may guess, was a requirement that was applied to the bar by the local fire department or a nearby health facility. Now common sense would tell you to avoid this sort of danger but as they say, making mistakes is all just part of growing up and down they went. It seemed like a fun idea at the time to dare each other to eat these ferociously hot wings that had more punch than the closing scenes of a Rocky movie and to wash them down with one or two polite beverages but uh, we definitely had a few regrets the next morning and they lingered long into the next afternoon. Have I ever met a wing I don't like? Well, the answer is yes. (laughs) One of my pet hates is when the wings are served whole and they haven't been cut up into flats and drum pieces and the tips haven't been cut off and thrown away. And this tells me that there's a lazy and unsophisticated method behind these wings, that they've probably been pre-cooked and frozen, which means that the flavor is substandard and pretty bland, really. This is generally backed up by serving ranch sauce with the wings rather than authentic blue cheese dip or Lord forbid mayonnaise uh, or aioli sauce. Wings that are heavily baked in breadcrumbs are also just poor substitutes for the real thing and uh, call me a wing snob if you like Um, but if they're not authentic and if they're not genuine and if they're not the real deal and made with a bit of love and a bit of time and care then you're better off doing your taste buds a favour and going without. Is there an American food, and do I think that food is the buffalo wing? Well, the answer is quite simply yes. Some people might look at the hot dog and the deep pan pizza in Chicago, but at the end of the day, they're just hybrids, and they don't compare to the buffalo wing, which was born and raised in the USA. Um, The backstory to how the wing was invented on that, famous Friday night at the Anchor Bar in 1964, proves that this great dish is purely American as it originated at the Anchor Bar. It didn't originate in Germany or Italy or even Australia. It was in upstate New York at the Anchor Bar and it goes a bit like this. That, uh, Dominic Bellissimo was tending bar late that evening and a group of his friends arrived with a big appetite and uh, he asked his mother Teresa to prepare something for his friends to eat. Now she had some chicken wings which were normally preserved for soup uh, in the kitchen of the Anchor Bar and she deep fried them and flavoured them with a secret sauce and of course they became an instant hit and regular on the menu, uh, not just at the Anchor Bar but all over the US and throughout the world and uh, even in Australia now they are very popular and becoming more and more popular.
1: And if you like what you hear, if you love this show, please, by all means, subscribe and share. We're trying to bring people together in this country. And then by all means, if you're a fan, rate and review what we do. It matters in these matters to hear from you. And it really helps us grow this show.
2: Now, after my first trip to the US, I returned to live in London. And I still had a strong craving for buffalo wings, but there was no wing scene in London in the early 1990s. And so it was a bit like looking for a needle in a haystack. And I had to go without, which of course wasn't easy. And I hadn't thought of the idea at that stage of cooking them myself. Anyway, after a period of time, a couple of my fellow bartenders and workmates at the Builders Arms, Tim, who is from New Zealand, and Declan and Patrick, believe it or not, who are from Ireland, Um, They'd learned about a US-style bar and restaurant called TGI Friday's opening in Covent Garden and they duly informed me that uh, TGI's served wings. This was a major breakthrough in my life at that age (laughs) and uh, this uh, new TGI Fridays became a regular haunt for me and I'd often drag Tim and Declan and Patrick along there and anyone else who wanted to join me in a wing fest. They weren't the best wings I've ever had at TGIs but they were certainly good and they certainly satisfied my appetite and I'd often dine by myself at TGIs just to, to get a plate of wings. Now, about the age of 24, not that long after returning from uh, living overseas in London, I decided to go into business for myself and I bought a fish and chip shop. Now, this youthful stab at capitalism was underscored by, of course, placing buffalo wings on the menu at North Beach Seafoods. And this kept my wing dream slightly alive, shall we say. But in a modest way, it was just great to be serving wings at my own business, even if it was a fish and chip shop. Now, one of the things that happened at that time was um, my marketing for the buffalo wings included a having a dedicated advertising board that my mate Benny Morgan uh, did for me. and He was a sign writer, and uh, on that advertising board, he drew a picture of a buffalo with the price, which I'd say was probably about $5 for a serve of 12 wings with blue cheese dip. Um, Customers would often come into the shop and look at the sign and go, oh, I didn't know buffaloes had wings. Anyway, then obviously I would just be able to give them an education on buffalo wings and they would um, put a hand in their pocket and buy some, hopefully. These um, chicken wings, though, they weren't cooked in corn or peanut oil. Uh, Let's just say um, there was a slight oceanic texture to the final flavour and the chicken meat also had to be frozen because there wasn't a large number of orders on a daily basis. So I had to defrost the chicken first and this meant that uh, it took a lot longer to cook the orders, about 40 minutes. So we lost sales, but uh, this didn't put everyone off buying them and we had some good loyal customers who got into the habit of there their orders ahead, which is what you do with a fish and chip shop anyway. And so trying to train them up to buy buffalo wings and getting used to the slight delay and while there was, I was never going to retire on buffalo wings alone from the fish and chip shop, uh, it was certainly a great experience and I can always say that uh, I, you know, I came home and I tried to follow through on my buffalo wing dream and I, I did sell them to Australians for a, a while. Anyway, I sold the shop after a couple of years and I went to university uh, where I studied theatre and drama and English and comparative literature and creative writing eventually I got into a career in rural and political journalism which included working in the Canberra Press Gallery for several years. Now the reason why it's probably important to uh, talk about how I went from owning a fish and chip shop to going to university and then becoming a journalist is because uh, my journalism career has opened up the door to some amazing opportunities and um, of course part of that is storytelling And in more recent years, it has enabled me to be able to return to the US on a journalist visa and write stories about rural issues and farming issues and political issues. And on one of these trips, I was able to visit the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, where Buffalo Wings originated. Now, I was aware of that fact because it was mentioned in the introduction to that original wing wing recipe from that recipe book that I'd used in 1993. Now, the intro to that recipe says this American classic originated at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, where it is still a favourite with locals and tourists alike. Now, little did I know that one day I'd end up being one of those same tourists, some 17 years later, visiting that famous bar at 1047 Main Street in Buffalo. Anyway, when I arrived at the Anchor Bar, uh, of course I sat at the bar and was soaking up the atmosphere and uh, taking my time eating a great plate of incredible original buffalo wings. I eventually worked up the courage to ask the Anchor Bar's executive chef, Ivano Toscani, if he would agree to do a story for me, uh, and that I'd travel all the way from Australia to capture the story of where and how Buffalo Wings originated. Anyway, Ivano generously agreed, and he took me out the back into the Anchor Bar's kitchen, which is obviously the engine room of the business, and it's where all the magic happens – And I asked him some questions, and he gave me some great answers, which obviously had been well-rehearsed over the years, I would say, and uh, that allowed me to write a great story about the history and origins of this American classic and to be able to share that with readers down under. Now, just a quick summary of the story that I wrote and what Ivano told me. And he said that the uh, original recipe and cooking method used by Teresa Balasimo on the night she invented buffalo wings in 1964 is still being practiced at the Anchor Bar. Ivano said that while uh, Teresa didn't expect her wings to become an, an American legend, they now rank alongside the Hot Dog, James Dean and Elvis for American icon status. And if you go to a fancy restaurant or if you sit at a bar, and have a bar menu, you will most likely find buffalo wings. Ovano also said that the Anchor Bar served 2,000 pounds, which is 907 kilograms, of chicken wings every single day and their famous hot sauce is also exported to Italy, Japan, France and Germany. And they also ship fresh buffalo wings to just about anywhere in the country. But just like London, there was no way of buying them anywhere in Perth. So the only way to solve that problem was to start making them myself so I started cooking my own wings at home and like most great inventions, the evolution of my uh, recipe was born out of necessity and it certainly involved a great deal of trial and error. Let's say the focus was on the errors at that time, but uh, I started off by purchasing a recipe book that had the recipes for 365 different snacks and appetizers, and I've still got the book today. Among the recipes was one for buffalo chicken wings and another one for blue cheese dip, So this was, at the time, it was a bit like discovering a map to hidden treasure or a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Originally I followed this recipe very closely and cooked the chicken wings using hot corn oil or peanut oil boiling in a pot uh, heated on an electric stove and an old electric stove at that. Now, needless to say, this uh, somewhat primitive cooking method proved somewhat problematic and there were some consequences that came with it such as um, setting fire to the kitchen and the curtains uh, on more than one occasion, definitely overcooking the wings on more than one occasion uh, resulting in complaints from neighbours due to smoke inhalation and other catastrophes uh, including splattering chilli sauce and melted butter on the walls but I was determined to get the recipe right. However, I learnt from my mistakes and maintained a steadfast focus on continuous improvement. And despite the misfired attempts and um, the burnt curtains, uh, I eventually found a groove and settled into a consistent way of making a decent batch of buffalo wings. I'm still cooking buffalo wings and Um, and while I enjoy cooking wings for family and friends, there's um, certainly more time between uh, wing hits now than there used to be in my 20s. And in fact, now I'm probably just as happy having the carrots and the celery alone.
1: And great job on that piece by Monty, and a beautiful piece of storytelling by Colin Bettles. And he discovered this, well, this common food group here in the United States when he was a kid, when he was a college kid. And the next thing you know, this becomes his life's obsession. Listen to the guy. I mean, he's, he's probably still at this moment trying to figure out just a slightly better way to improve how to make his chicken wing. Thanks again for listening. I'm Lee Habib, and this is the Our American Stories podcast.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio.